1: Here we go. John Adams of the Knoxville News Sentinel and the USA Today Network. He's everywhere and he is awesome. John Adams also on Twitter, very inactive at John Adams KNS. We want you to hit that like button, subscribe, and share. And it's brought to you by Viles Automotive Group and Big Orange Phillies. John,
2: how are you, sir? I'm doing well, Dave, and uh, I'm on a Twitter sabbatical. That's been going on for about a year now. Yeah. Elon Musk, though, with his purchase of it, uh, things could change.
1: Yeah, and yeah. I had somebody call me the other day. Their new business model is uh, they, they threw out their $5,000 for a blue check mark, and I passed. But apparently, that's what's been going on. Nobody came to you about that because you don't use your Twitter, but that's fine. Uh, what you do use is a laptop and uh, write incredible columns for the new Sentinel and have great insight and perspective. I want to look back on the college football playoff committee, because I think that Tennessee is, is, is fine with Missouri. Uh, but I look at the college football playoff committee and I predicted before that they would be number five. What did you think before that announcement and any surprise whatsoever?
2: Not much of a surprise. I thought there was a chance they could put Tennessee uh, ahead of TCU. Uh, The committee's not showing the Big 12 much love. Um, And, and of course, that impacts TCU. Uh, The problem with that league is it's a very balanced league. I think it's a pretty good league, a really competitive league. I've watched a lot of it. Problem is you got TCU up there unbeaten. Everybody else has three losses. They just kind of beat each other up. There's not a Vanderbilt in that league. There's not a team you can – or even an Auburn that you just show up and beat. So you have a lot of close competitive games, but that hasn't helped TCU. I think, you know, it's interesting how the committee goes back and forth from one week to the next. Uh, You know, they – TCU's unbeaten, so they understandably moved it ahead of Tennessee, which lost to Georgia. But I'll be curious to see if TCU keeps winning, how the committee will view the Horn Frogs, because they just don't show. I think the next highest ranked team in that conference is 18th or 19th.
1: Yeah, it's, it's it's almost a situation where I think the committee sometimes looks at these teams and they feel like that's a way to show them respect. Cincinnati last year. Ah, uh, they were rated pretty high. Now it turns out Cincinnati won out, and they had to show them the same respect and put them in the college football playoff. But you almost get the feeling with some of these teams that there's just kind of a, and LSU was one of those, like a tip of the cap. But at the end of the day, is there going to be a check in the mail? I don't know that there is.
2: No, it was funny. There's been a, I think there's a lot of debate on whether a two-loss LSU team would make the playoff if it won the sec championship game since the committee says it puts a lot of stock in conference championship games that's something lsu fans can cling to however if you'll notice what the committee says it puts a lot of stock in a lot of things and depending on what it decides to do Then it will reveal, yeah, we put more stock in that. Yeah, they won their conference championship, but they've got two losses and got blown out by Tennessee and lost a mediocre Florida State game. I think it's kind of a moot point because LSU hadn't beaten Georgia if it plays them. just not happening.
1: And I agree. And after what we saw in Tennessee, Georgia, I'm still not sure there's an elite team in the nation But Georgia certainly lived up to the part against the Vols, and we both thought Tennessee would would beat Georgia. So, do you look at it? Shows what we know. (laughs) Do you look at it any differently? Um, Do you think there's an elite team? Is that elite team Georgia, or is this a year that's uh, a little bit more open for everybody?
2: Well, I, I think we we kind of got spoiled in the sec with elite teams. And we had the nine, 2019 LSU team, the 2020 Alabama team back to back. And they had two of the most talented offenses college football's ever seen great quarterbacks. Their defense was pretty good, but it's been a while. I think since you have just seen an overall dominant team on both sides of the ball. I mean, even those teams had some flaws defensively, uh, so I look at Georgia and maybe in this right now, that's about as dominant as you can get. And really, that game was the final score was terribly misleading in that game because Georgia threw four passes in the second half. And I think Kirby Smart said, eh, It's raining. My defense has played great. Their offense can't move the ball. And I think it was kind of an ego boost for Kirby Smart, a defensive minded guy, to keep Tennessee score down. I said, Look what I just did. The unstoppable offense, we stopped it.
1: Did it not feel like some of those Alabama victories back in the day uh, when Nick Saban was first started his dynasty? The, The one knock I had on Nick Saban is that I thought he would take his foot off the gas too soon. I'm not saying that's the case on Saturday, but it felt like that sort of game with Georgia.
2: Oh, I agree. Nick Saban did that. And it's no big deal until you lose. And then it becomes a big deal. In today's game, I would never take my foot off the accelerator. Now, in fairness to Kirby Smart, it was raining. You're playing with the slippery ball. Let's don't do anything stupid. So I can better understand that. I wonder how you would have played that second half if it hadn't rained. Because Georgia was headed for 45 points in that game, I think, pretty easily. And I don't think Tennessee was going to make a dent in it. But... Yeah, I think Georgia, you gotta give it credit. You look at two games Georgia's played. If you want to say this is an elite team, you look at two games. Tennessee game, where it easily could have won by four or five touchdowns. And the Oregon game in season opener. I mean, it scored every every time it had the ball, as I remember. Touchdowns, not field goals. It was forty nine to three, and now The reborn Ducks are contending for the college football playoff. And people are, I guess, are saying, well, that was early in the season. You know, new coach. Things are just getting fixed. New quarterback transferred from Auburn. Boy, we're really something now. But I wouldn't bet on them if they had a rematch with Georgia.
1: No. Viles Automotive Group is where you need to be. Viles Automotive Group has the selection, and they're built on integrity. They are absolutely fantastic. That's Viles Automotive Group. And with that integrity also comes a service department that you know you're not going to get add-ons. You're going to get your car taken care of. That's Viles Automotive Group on Callahan. John, Josh Heupel sometimes wins when he loses, and he came out this week and talked about the NIL and how much of a benefit that was. Now, maybe that was a plant question by the media. But um, I will say that Josh Heupel um, said all the right things, and he painted Tennessee in what sounded kind of like a prepared statement. He painted Tennessee as the place to go if you want NIL money. I've said all along it is because it's a one-horse town, It's a town that's bigger than the other SEC towns, so that means more corporate dollars. When it comes to NIL money, I think Tennessee's advantage over the rest of college football is almost unmatched because of a number of different reasons.
2: Well, I think from the outset, well, maybe not right away, but a few months into this NIL deal, I think Tennessee big money people got involved in this NIL thing. And I think uh, uh, that's really that's Josh hype what he says. I mean, I think he really believes that for good reason. I think in Tennessee will be a huge player in the NIL. I mean, if you're going to have a successful college football program now, compete for championships, you gotta you need to have ten, twelve million dollars for NIL. I think Tennessee has a, an aggressive sports collective, the Spire Group, uh, and I think Tennessee's all in. A lot of desperate fans here, and some of those desperate fans have money and they're willing to part with it because they'd like to see Tennessee win. They also have a coach they believe in, which is a relatively new development. So that combination, I think Tennessee's going to do really well, no matter how this season turns out. I think Tennessee's headed for good things. I don't think this is going to be a one-year wonder or anything of that nature.
1: No, I don't either, and it's funny how – Josh Heupel has become manageable or adaptable is, would be a better word. And I I want to get to that. Be sure and smash that like button, subscribe, and share. Again, the like button and be sure you subscribe because John and I talk, um, we talk with NIL players, including Jacob Warren and Cooper Mays. And it's all on our YouTube page. So set your notifications on for those drop. And it's brought to you in part by Big Orange Phillies. Conversation with John and Big Orange Phillies, man, it just goes hand in hand like a great burger and fries. And they've got that at Big Orange Phillies on Maynardville Pike. So check them out. Close to North Knoxville and Maynardville. Great place to hang out. Family friendly. Absolutely unbelievable. You will love it. So, John, at SEC Media Days, you've got Josh Heupel, who seemed very uncomfortable even talking about NIL. And part of that was because of the Nico Maleva news coming out that was potentially eight million dollars promised and and then this week he's very comfortable with it so i think that speaks to his intelligence that he he was unsure about it in the beginning but he figured it out knew exactly what he could say and now the administration's all on board as well so yeah tennessee's as aggressive as anybody out there as far as nil money that can only help
2: well dave i think he was probably comfortable with it from the beginning. I think what's happened, I think the T- UT administration, namely athletics director, Danny white. I think he's on board with the NIL thing. I, I think I can understand his trepidation earlier because Tennessee was in the NCA crosshairs, but as, as that thing has played out, I mean, it's becoming very unlikely that Tennessee will suffer any serious penalties. And, uh, I think he realizes that you you have to be competitive in the SEC and to compete for championships in college football. You got to go in all in on the NIL, and so I think he believes in it. And I think that's why Josh Heupel seems more comfortable with it now because I don't think he wanted to say too much before because he was uncertain of how the administration viewed things.
1: Fair point. Uh definitely Danny White is on board. And what did you think about his public comments that they tweeted out? Hey, we've we've got the NIL, we're all on board. Uh, and he rallied the troops. Um, it was pretty transparent. He was saying spend more money with the balls. I mean, it was as salesman as you can possibly get, and there's nothing wrong with that, but um, he is he is saying that Tennessee's corporate advertisers can make a difference in Tennessee's football program. I thought that was very clear.
2: Yeah. And again, I think because he's seen the light, I think he really, and and also because the NCA, I don't think Tennessee's afraid of the big bad NCA now about the way sentences are going down. I think Tennessee will be okay. No serious penalties based on the penalties they've already self-imposed. So I think uh, Danny White, and the boosters are the same mindset now. And that should make Josh Heupel feel really, really good because you got, as far as going forward with Tennessee, several things I think are important. Got to have an aggressive NIL program going. I believe Tennessee has that. Got to try and keep as many of these staff members as you can. I think Tennessee probably needs to spend some money on assistant coaches after this season, because I think some of them may have a chance to go elsewhere. Now, if it's an assistant coach, who's going to get a head coaching job. There's nothing you can do about that, but something that might prevent them is some school wants to bring in a coach as a coordinator or something, maybe Tennessee can be competitive there. I just think continuity, continuity would be good right now. Because Tennessee's had so little stability in the program, things are going well. So, I'd like to see how this group plays out. Give them a few years instead of just one or two. I think that's important. The other thing, of course, is keep Josh Heipel and uh, maybe find the right next quarterback.
1: Yes, which I think is going to be Nico, but they've got options. You know, I like some things I've seen out of Taven Jackson and they're continuing to recruit quarterbacks. So that's the one concerning thing I think about the NIL is if you make a wink-wink promise, because you're not supposed to get prospects money, but if you make a wink-wink promise and if they show up and they've gotten that money, I mean, you had an LSU player leave in preseason camp after he took NIL money and just cruised on out. But, um, that's the concern. I think if things don't work out, that's where the market might have to adjust a little bit, John, in terms of what players get NIL money and how much advertisers spend.
2: Yes, David. And, and also the coach, this is, is very much akin to the NFL now because the coach looks at this thing, this thing very differently. Uh, you can bring in a million dollar quarterback as a recruit, but if he's not your best player, the coach can't play him. He's, if some walk-on's a better player, that's the guy you you got to play. He's got to be all about winning, and he can't worry about this other stuff and how much money somebody's getting or any more than how many stars they had by rec- by their name if, from recruiting services. So, yeah, I think uh, it's going to take some uh, management skills. But that's one of the things I like about Josh Heupel. I just think his personality is pretty – even keel i don't think all this stuff's gonna bother him much i think he still sees himself as a football coach and i don't think he's gonna stay up late at night worrying about all well, these guys have enough money is one player getting too much i think he's just gonna go out there and coach and see where it, see where it leads
1: i think he's very good at delegating too because I think he's delegated kind of to the Spire group, which I don't know if they have an office in the athletic facility, but they probably should. And then I think he's good at delegating the defense to Tim Banks. And he says, do what you need to do, because obviously I'm putting you in a tough position by running 800 yeah. plays a game. <laughs> yeah. Good luck to, with that, Tim. Uh, we're but he's, do, but he's doing well at it. I mean, they're multiple up front. Uh, they do a lot of different things. Um, I think Nico Slaughter probably should have been a factor sooner if, if we want to nitpick. But he's overcome absences in the secondary. And, John, I really believe that uh, his delegation, Josh Heupel's delegation, is one of his greatest strengths. I, I've heard stories about Nick Saban coming in on a Thursday and taking a game plan and ripping it up on offense or defense. I don't think Josh Heupel is that type of coach. Uh
2: Certainly not with the defense. Um, and you know how it works, Dave. What works for one coach doesn't work for another. Yes. Nick Saban's done okay with the way he's doing it. So <laughs>
0: That's
2: right. Uh, <laughs> and to be clear,
1: Josh Heupel would never do that with their offense because he created that offensive <laughs> game plan. So it wouldn't make a lot of sense. For a no. not for him to tear it, it
2: up. Yeah, I can see him going in there. Man, I don't like this plan. I'm just shredding it. Oh, wait. This is my plan. I did no, it. Never never mind. Uh, but I, I yeah, I just think there are a lot of good things about the program that are kind of that you think this will be it will just keep moving along in, in the right direction because for one thing, you don't really have to worry about the offense uh forget what happened against georgia that's really good defense i mean they a uh, great defensive coach great players great playing and all worked out but not many people can do what georgia did against tennessee they just don't have the players to do that with those particular skills pressure the pass or play man-on-man uh beat receivers for for the ball when it's in the air so uh I just think uh, Tennessee's in, in really good shape in the offense. And I, I like what this defensive staff has done. And, and really one of the main things to remember about this, Dave, is that Hapel uh, hasn't really recruited that much. I mean, this is not, Tennessee doesn't wow you with talent. It's no. got more talent than we thought it had. Maybe I think it has more talent than what I envisioned in preseason. Some guys have come on and, So players are developing. That's another good point. So I think he will get better players as he goes along. I mean, his depth chart was just riddled by transfers, all that that attrition. And for him to turn around and do what he's done this quickly, I mean, I know Tennessee fans are upset about how the Georgia game played out. But – I mean, overall, this program is way above what anybody could have anticipated when Josh Heupel took the job from uh, Jerry, Jeremy Pruitt.
1: Yep. He's John Adams. I'm Dave Hooker. The conversation brought to you by Viles Automotive Group. They want, they need, and they appreciate your business. Integrity matters right there at Viles Automotive Group, and they have a great car service area as well, and you're going to be treated fairly, and man, that. That trust is something that you don't get a lot of places, but you get it at Viles Automotive Group on Callahan. Big Orange Phillies is awesome, family-friendly. They've got darts. They have billiards. They have uh, cornhole. And, again, family-friendly. Watch the games Saturday, Sunday, Thursday, Monday. Even Maction on Tuesday at Big Orange <laughs> Phillies. He's John Adams. I'm Dave Hooker. This has been a presentation of Off the Hoke Sports.
0: And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
2: Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We
1: were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.